What's up, guys? It's your boy, Brody Smoot, coming back again with another episode of Smoot Scoop. Today, we'll be talking about uh, college football, the NFL, and the MLB. The postseason starts today. Well, rather, it started yesterday. The Yankees won 9-3 to over the Rays. And the Astros plummeted the Oakland A's, beat them 10-5. to Today, the Braves... They take on the Marlins in game one. They will be playing in Houston. That game's at 208 on Fox Sports. I know the Yankees and Rays play. Pretty sure Oakland and the Astros play. And then the other game is the Padres and the Dodgers. They play tonight. So definitely something to watch there. But as far as uh, college football, uh, definitely definitely pleased with some of the games. I don't think it was better than uh, week one, per se, for the SEC, along with everybody else playing at the same time. I consider that week one. I don't think it was that good as last week the games were. But, I mean, you had games like uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss, which I think caught a lot of people off out of surprise. Um, Ole Miss taking that one on the road, 42-41. to 41. Probably should have gone the other way, but Kentucky failed at the end to make an extra point. Therefore, Ole Miss won, and um, Alabama has to play Ole Miss next week. You know, Ole Miss has got a good offense. Matt Corral's been playing the best ball he's ever played. Probably the best ball out of any quarterback Ole Miss has had in the past, you know, four or five years. He's been playing pretty well. Jerrion Ely, uh, Elijah Moore, Ontario Drummond. They got guys, I mean... Florida just had that high potent offense. If Florida not had that high potent offense against Ole Miss, it would have been it could have been a closer game in my opinion. But uh, yeah, Alabama has to play Ole Miss this weekend. Alabama looked good. Mac Jones twenty of twenty seven for uh, four thirty five, I believe, and four touchdowns. Played really well. Got the ball to John Mechie, our number three guy in people's opinions. See, this is the thing with Alabama. We don't have one, two, three. Every one of those guys could be one guys. Like, you don't know who's going to get the ball. That's why the offense is so good. Najee Harris can slip out of the backfield. Brian Robinson can come in, take some carries, and slip out the backfield and catch some passes. Uh, you know, the two of them, having them two as weapons. Play, I mean, like I mentioned, Mechie, <clears throat> pardon me, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that is some trio right there. Miller Forstall, one of the most underrated tight ends in college football. He just doesn't get the ball enough. You know, he's been there for five years redshirt senior but uh yeah the offensive line's doing pretty well in my opinion um blocking for mac when he's uh passing the ball but i believe uh the the run blocking could improve a little bit um got to work on the penalties can't be having false starts from evan Neal and alex leatherwood but other than that alabama's offense is flawless the defense the back end played better um got a little bit more pressure on uh texas a&m's Quarterback Kellen Mond. Uh, normally, Kellen Mond's one of those guys you don't want to let get out of the pocket or, you know, create plays by himself because he can make some, you know, long plays. And uh, that's a good job. That's that's a good job by Alabama's defense and not allowing him to do that. But I, I believe Malachi Moore. Malachi Moore really showed me some stuff. Will Anderson played better. The two freshmen right there. I believe they're going to be something special. Uh, Malachi Moore is kind of that. Minka Fitzpatrick mold kind of guy, in my opinion. I believe he could turn into something uh, similar to Minka Fitzpatrick. The safety play was pretty good. Daniel Wright caught a pick. Jordan Battle had a lot of tackles. 
Uh, Christian Harris led the team in tackles. Uh, Christian Harris is going to be a beast, to say the least. Um, But as for Bama, they played a pretty good game. Great game on offense, and they could work on defense, but it was way better than week one, in my opinion, against a better team. So that's uh, definitely some good news in uh, Alabama's favor that way. Moving on, uh, we'll go to Auburn and uh, Georgia. Let's just say I did not expect that to happen. I mean, I didn't. Ex- I didn't think Auburn's defense was that good. I just, I just thought that uh, Kentucky's offense was not good when they played them. Terry Wilson coming from his first game back from ACL, tearing his ACL, hadn't played in a year. I mean, you get Kentucky on down the road, Auburn would have struggled even more than they did, which I believe they struggled, but I don't know why all these people thought that Auburn played just a, a sound game against Kentucky. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the offense turned it on in the second half, but the defense, you know, they struggled throughout the whole game with a run game. But uh, anyways, moving on to Georgia and Auburn. Auburn just couldn't get anything going. Their best player was Tank Bigsby out of Callaway High School, which is uh, right up the road from me. Tank played very well, but he was the only one on the offense, period, that showed any any sign, any sign of hope for Auburn's offense uh, moving forward. Uh, Kobe Hudson, the receiver from Troop, uh, one of my good friends, I used to play with him, he, uh, he caught a pass. I believe Kobe could get more involved. Uh, Seth Williams went down, so I believe they could put a, a Kobe Hudson out there to replace Seth Williams. He could make some plays. I don't know. We'll have to see what they do with him in the future, but I definitely believe he could help that receiving core. Uh, Anthony Schwartz gets the ball often. Eli Stove's off and on. You don't know what you're going to get out of Eli Stove. But, I mean, they got the guys. I believe the main concern is the offensive line. I don't think it's necessarily Bo Nix. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Bo Nix is like a top-five quarterback even in the SEC, but I just don't think that offensive line's good either. So, I mean, that could be causing some of the problem. Um, but like I said, Tank's the running back. DJ Williams was hurt and Sean Shivers were hurt, but I don't think that would have made any kind of difference. The defense was getting ran right through. They couldn't stop anybody. People can blame it on Smoke Monday getting ejected, but he would not have made a difference. I hate to say it. To, uh, I hate to say it to y'all Auburn fans. He would not have made a single difference. Still would have been the same. Georgia had that air attack, and they definitely had the run attack on point. I mean, they ran four or five guys. They were in and out, in and out, in and out. You get in, you run. You get in, you run. You know, uh, James Cook, Zamir White, Kendall Milton. Um, <clears throat> those guys were definitely running the ball hard. Auburn couldn't stop them. I believe if Auburn don't stop the run game, they may not win another game looking like that. I mean, you know, you got South Carolina. They could beat South Carolina and Arkansas maybe. But uh, if they don't stop the run, they're not going to win. And that, that's just the bottom line. Uh, Gus Malzahn, <clears throat> Gus Malzahn hired, uh, you know, Chad Morris. And evidently Chad Morris is not the right guy. About the 18th time Gus Malzahn's hired offensive coordinator has not been the man. I mean, he'll take over the offense before it's said and done. Auburn will probably improve a little bit. But, I mean, what else can you do, you know, with, with what you got? I mean, they're rotating offensive linemen in here. I mean, come on now. This is the SEC, guys. Come on now. Anyways, LSU bounced back against Vandy. Uh, they won 41-7. to uh, Looked pretty, look pretty good the second half. The first half, they didn't really look good. The defense... The defense showed showed blemishes, you know, showed uh, highlights, but uh, 
my pardon me, showed no blemishes. A little had some highlights on the defensive end of the ball, but then again, I mean they're playing Vanderbilt, no crowd. When's the last time Vandy's been good? Uh, James Franklin era. I mean, come on now. We'll see what uh, LSU does in the upcoming weeks. I don't think I know who LSU plays this week, but I know the next week they play Florida. So that'll definitely be an interesting game. We'll see what Florida's, I mean, I guess we'll see what they're made of. Uh, They play Texas A&M and then LSU. I mean, two teams that could put up a fight more than per se like Ole Miss and South Carolina did. I don't think South Carolina's very good. I think them Missouri are the worst teams in the league. So Florida really didn't have anything to worry about last week, and they somewhat struggled. I mean, Kyle Trask is the guy. The offense has it. You know, Kyle Pitts, best tight end in college football. Don't get me wrong by any means. But the defense, it, it doesn't look like it's there based on statistics. Uh, but, I mean, they don't have to play Alabama, and I don't believe – they have to play Auburn. I know they don't have to play Auburn, but like I said, I don't think Auburn's really hitting on much right now, but we'll see where that trends. Um, moving forward, Arkansas came on the road uh, to Stark Vegas and defeated uh, Mike Leach for his uh, first loss in the SEC, first win for Sam Pittman. Um, rebuilding Arkansas team, any thought? But uh, I, don't, I, I think Arkansas could be good in about two years. Uh, Felipe Franks is playing pretty well. Trey Knox, Raheem Boyd. I think they did it without Raheem Boyd. Uh, KJ Costello on uh, Mississippi State side did not look solid. I mean, he threw for about 290 and two picks and pretty much lost them the game at the end. They were driving to score and they turned it over. I mean, you can't do that kind of stuff, especially against Arkansas. I mean, you look good against LSU and you can't beat Arkansas. Come on. But, well, yeah, we'll see where uh, Mississippi State's headed. But I believe Arkansas is definitely headed in the right direction. The only place they can go from here is up. Um, they have Auburn this week. Uh, definitely an interesting game to watch. Auburn's favored by 18. Uh, I'd like to take that one. I, I don't think Auburn's going to beat uh, Arkansas by 18 by any means this week. I'd be... I'd be surprised if they uh, cover that line. Definitely surprised. Georgia plays Tennessee this week. Definitely the most interesting game of the week. Uh, Tennessee played Missouri last week, which we all know Missouri's probably the worst or the second worst team in the SEC, so that's not really saying much for uh, Tennessee. But I believe Tennessee's headed in the right direction. They have a great offensive line, a great run attack. Garantano's finally looking you know, a little bit like the part. Uh, we'll see what they do against Georgia. I expect it to be a good game. Uh, two teams that like to run the ball uh, inside the tackles, you know, and they'll spread the ball out every once in a while because they got guys. It'll it'll be a game of which defense shows up. And right now, Georgia has the better defense. I believe Georgia's defense is the best in the country. But uh, Tennessee has a good offense and a, a better offense than they normally have. So I believe that could create some issues for that uh, Georgia defense. Uh, more than Auburn would because I just don't believe Auburn's offensive line could block, and that's something that Tennessee could do. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else I missed. Um, let's see. Kentucky Ole Miss. I mentioned that. I think that's about it, you guys. Um, moving on over to the NFL. 
the Giants, my team, man, what can I say? Abysmal. Terrible. You cannot score a touchdown in four quarters against the Rams. Come on, man. Daniel Jones is not getting the job done. You know, it's looking like people want to see Trevor Lawrence in the Big Apple. I mean, come on. I, I don't know what to say. Is it, I don't think it's necessarily the coaching. I just don't believe we have the guys. I don't believe we have the right management. The coaches, it's not their problem. It's not. I mean, it's their problem, but it's not their fault. The management's terrible. Dave Gittleman needs to get out of there. Uh, I mean, you signed Devontae Freeman, and he is not doing anything. You're not reaping the reward. You're paying him for ultimately nothing. You know, Deion Lewis, you're paying him for nothing. Wayne Gallman's just out there. And the offensive line's terrible. Daniel Jones is not what we thought. Golden Tate's not producing like we thought he would. Sterling Shepard's always hurt. Darius Slayton's off and on. I mean, it's terrible. The defense finally showed up. Give him a little credit. The defense is playing a little better this season. If the offense would help him, it'd help a ton. But just wanted to mention my Giants. The Packers-Falcons game last night. Um, the Packers, you know, they doing what they always do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers... Really looking solid last night. Uh, hold on, let me find his stats real quick for you guys. 30-16 to 16 game, Aaron Rodgers went 27-33 for 327 and four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, uh, 15 carries for 71 yards. Not his normal self, but I mean 71 yards, you guys. Come on now. Um, let's see. Jamal Williams led the team in receiving with 95 yards. Robert Tunyon, a tight end, many of you should get on your fantasy team. Three touchdowns for 98 yards. Pardon me, he led the team in receiving. That's a tight end. Uh, Devontae Adams is not playing. Uh, expect Tunyon to get the ball more. He'll be sidelined. Devontae will be sidelined for the next two weeks. So uh, if, I, if I had a fantasy team, I'm picking up Robert Tunyon. Uh, Marquise Valdez-Gatling, four receptions for 45 yards. The Falcons organization is just going down the drain as we all know uh matt ryan 28 to 39 for 285 he didn't have julio and he didn't have calvin like his usual self but come on man you got to put up a fight or you got to go home man i mean it's getting to that stage where he's aging you got to decide man you got to make up your mind are you going to be there to help the team you're going to be down there be down there to bring down the team and right now he's bringing down the team the head coach is bringing down the team the management's bringing down the team Falcons not in a good situation I mean you signed Todd Gurley and he is not doing anything 16 carries for 57 yards that's not good two touchdowns though but I mean that came in you know one of them came in in, in, in the late minutes of the game um, Olamide Zacchaeus led the team in receiving. I mean, he, uh, who's ever heard of this guy? But, I mean, got to give it to him. He played pretty well. Julio had four receptions for 32 yards and got pulled out the game because of his hamstring. Calvin didn't catch anything. Pretty much used him as a decoy. But, uh, yeah, that's all we'll mention in uh, this week's segment. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening. And I got me a new mic, got me a new setup. So uh, maybe it'll sound better for you guys. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, gonna gonna have to start working on some uh, some new material for you guys. Some interesting material, uh, new ideas. If you guys have any, please feel free to uh, let me know. And yeah, this is Smooth Scoop. Peace out, guys. What's up, guys? It's Brady Smooth coming back again with another podcast. Uh, sorry for the inactivity, you guys. I've been trying to focus on my grades and maintaining them. Um, it's been a little stretch to get uh, um, 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 acclimated to the uh, college lifestyle and uh, how you study and uh, h- how you take your tests and all the preparedness you have to take in accordance for college. Uh, it's something I'm getting used to, so I apologize for being inactive and uh, not uploading as many podcasts as possible. But today we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL with you guys. Uh, We'll talk about this weekend. I know I missed last weekend, I believe, but we're going to talk about this past weekend. We're going to talk about college football this past weekend, and we're also going to talk about the current MLB state and uh, what's going on in the MLB. Um, Right now, the Braves are up 1-0 on the Dodgers after a 5-1 win last night. And the Rays are up on the Astros 2-0, which is uh, very pivotal for the Rays. Getting get, getting a lead for the Rays was uh, very pivotal and uh, could definitely impact the rest of that series. Um, perhaps the Astros become desperate and maybe try to throw their one guy in game four. Uh, wish him a little bit of luck because he only gave up uh, Vasquez, I think was the one who pitched game one for the Astros. He, uh, he only gave up... Uh, two runs or less so well I guess we'll see how that goes but um yeah uh the Astros um I think they're a good team but I think the Rays could be better in all facets of the game you know they got uh they got good pitching and uh good hitting they don't really have anybody that stands out but they got enough guys to do the job glass now is a great pitcher uh Got several guys that can uh, can bring the pain. Their best thing they have for them is pitching, uh, going for them. So uh, they play tonight at eight fifteen. Uh, the Braves are playing currently. Braves are up two zero on the Dodgers. Um, Ronald Acuna uh, just scored uh, by Freddie Freeman home run. So that's two RBIs. The Braves are up two zero in the fourth. Uh, seems to be a pitching duel um, Tonight, in Anderson is taking the mound for the Braves. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got his start uh, start scratched with uh, back spasms. So uh, that was definitely something unexpected to many Dodgers fans. And uh, I expect him to come in maybe next game or game four. But the problem with the Braves, I believe their hitting can get there. But uh, hitting consistently is something to watch, as well as who they will pitch down the stretch if it comes down to it. Uh, the Braves really only have three starters. That's Max Freed, um, Ann Anderson, and Kyle Wright. So it'll definitely be interesting to see who they pitch in that game four. If it comes, I could see Tyler Matzik or um, perhaps a guy like Jacob Webb taking the mound. but Or, or maybe Max Freed, and they ask him to pitch three innings. Uh, don't really know, but... Braves seem to be doing well pitching, um, but hitting 
yeah, uh, replacing uh, Adam Duvall. Uh, went out last night with an oblique injury. Uh, Charlie Culberson, Christian Pache, or Johan Camargo is definitely going to have to take that spot and run with it. Uh, definitely something the Braves need. Definitely something to watch out for. Uh, that's a key spot down at the bottom of the order. And Duvall was uh, a little bit of a liability in the postseason, but uh, as for the regular season, he was uh, definitely a key asset for the Braves lineup. Um, uh, Austin Riley's finally turning it on. Nick Markakis may get replaced. I don't think Nick Markakis has been hitting well, if I'm uh, if I'm correct on that. But uh, I expect the Braves. Uh, to, to, to definitely need some good pitching like they have been throughout the stretch, uh, 6-0 and in the postseason, and definitely the pitching has gotten them there. So um, I'm not going to say who will win the series, but the Braves definitely need that in order to win. I do believe the Rays will win that series. I just don't believe that the Astros can win without Verlander, and um, they're, they're not as good as the normal Astros team. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. As for the uh, as for college football this past weekend, we'll move on to college football, you guys. Uh, like I said, uh, thanks for the support thus far, and uh, I pray that you continue to support me as uh, I'll, I'll try to do the same for you. I um, hope everything's going well with you guys in your daily life. Um, I know there was a, a, a hurricane that came by. Uh, hopefully it didn't affect too many people. Um, this past weekend but uh yeah y'all stay safe and uh hope everything's going well for y'all but yeah we'll dive right into college football uh just wanted to uh express my concerns for you guys and hope hope life's going well um as for as for college football boy where i even start i i could not believe the kind of things happened this past weekend i mean you go from LSU losing to Mississippi State. Is Mississippi State really that good? Like, is KJ Costello and and Mike Leach the guys for the job? Like, are they going to run the SEC West and hang with Alabama? I mean, that's what everybody was thinking after week one. I mean, and Mississippi State has not looked the same again. LSU has not even looked the same as they looked week one, which is definitely terrible. They they haven't even looked good since week one against Mississippi State. Um, week one they played Mississippi State. Week two they played Vanderbilt, which they showed some uh, showed uh, some improvement a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Miles Brendan did again the ball to Terrace Marshall, their number one guy. But I mean, week three when you lose to Missouri, it, it's not speaking. I mean, it's it's not good. I mean, I know Missouri's got a new coach and he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Eli Drinkowitz is a pretty good coach, but you can you just can't lose to Missouri when you just won the national championship. I don't care what kind of state you're in. You have five, four, and five stars. I know Jamar Chase is not playing. I know you ain't got the. You lost Joe Burrow. You lost Clyde Edwards Elair. You lost Thaddeus Moss. You lost Justin Jefferson. Okay, so be it. You still have guys. You have Eric Gilbert, five star, number one tight end. You have Terrace Marshall. You have Kayshawn Bout. You got uh, John Emery. You got Tyrion Davis-Price. You got Miles Brandon. They were all top-rated guys in high school. They just have to produce. Like, it can't just be Terrace Marshall. It can't just be the Terrace Marshall show. I mean, he's a beast. But it can't be that type of show. 
You have to get others more involved. They have to get the ground game more involved. That's that's what LSU's built upon. That's just not what they're doing. I believe they had four yards in the first half against Missouri running the ball. They just didn't run the ball. I mean, Chris Curry as well, not to mention the offensive lines are right. But you got to run the ball if you want to win and be successful. They got Florida this week uh, pending the the COVID outcome from Florida. Um, uh, Florida has some guys that have uh, COVID, so we'll see how that goes. They just uh, stopped football activities, um, so I don't really know if they'll get to play this weekend or not, but it may be better for LSU in all honesty, you guys. Um, LSU just, they have surprised me. I thought LSU would not be good, maybe like a four-loss team, but now it's looking like a four-and-six team, a five-and-five team. You look at that slate, Auburn's not the best, but they have Auburn, they have Florida, they have Alabama, they have Ole Miss, and they have A&M. You're talking four or five losses right there. I mean, it, it is not looking good for the Tigers. Um And they really can't use that excuse that they didn't have summer practice. I mean, you just won the national championship. They got guys on the defensive side of the ball that could come in and help and on the offensive side of the ball. Got a North Dakota State linebacker that transferred in, Jabril Jabril Cox. They got Jacoby Stevens, Derek Stingley. Uh, They lost Kerry Vincent. I want to say he opted out of the season. But, I mean, come on now, Edo. You you talk all that crap, and then you can't back it up. When you have a decent team, you just can't do anything with it. But I'm going to get off my LSU soapbox, you guys. Um, Hold on. Give me a second, guys. Just drop my headphone. Uh, We're going to hop on over to Florida since I was just discussing Florida, man. Florida is a unique story. It seems like every year you think Florida is going to do something. They just don't do it. I mean, it's it's kind of similar to that Georgia team in the past. They have the team. They have the talent. They have the coach. They just don't do anything. It's always a sugar bowl. It's always the orange bowl. They, I mean, they have the team. I, I just don't know what's going on in Florida. It can't be damn old. The, the defense is terrible. They gave up 30-plus to A&M. Alabama beat A&M by 28 points, and they lost to A&M on the road. Yes, the crowd was somewhat a factor. It looked like they were overpopulating the stadium and not obeying COVID protocols. But, dude, you let Kellen Mond beat you, an average at best quarterback in the SEC. Jimbo Fisher beat you again. Jimbo was like 5-1 and one going into the game against Florida. Now he's 6-1. and one. He had not beat a ranked team since like 2013. He's like 0-8. And, and you let him beat you. You got a Heisman, a so-called two Heisman candidates in Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. You have to beat Texas A&M. If you want to talk the talk, walk the walk. That's, how, that's what I think about the situation. Dan Mullen, pick your pants up. Go to work every day like everybody else. You are not better than Georgia just yet. You may not be better than Tennessee. So be it. Go to work. Get better. Get the defense better, man. You got to do something with that defense. The offense is okay. You have to work on the defense. That's all I'm going to say with Florida. We're going to move on to Georgia, uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game. 
I'm going to be honest, guys. I picked Georgia, but I thought Tennessee had a chance, legitimate chance. I know Georgia smoked Auburn, rightfully so. Georgia is probably the best team in the country, I mean, arguably. I think they're better than um, Clemson. If Stetson Bennett keeps playing good, the only team that can beat them is Alabama. Alabama can beat anybody. Alabama and Georgia are tied for the best team in the country, in my opinion, just because Alabama's offense is so good and I don't believe that defense will play bad as they did Saturday night against Ole Miss. But anyways, we're talking about Georgia right now. I'll get to that later. Um, I didn't. I still don't think Tennessee has the offense. The defense didn't look too good either. The first half, they looked great. But the second half, I mean, they're throwing the ball to Josh Palmer, the Jerick Warrantano and Josh Palmer show out here. I mean, it's looking good the first half, and then the second half, Georgia makes adjustments. You got Kirby Smart. He's a defensive-minded guy. You got to change it up. I mean, I know Jeremy Pruitt's a defensive guy too, but if you're a defensive guy, you cannot let Georgia score 44 points and expect to win. That's just terrible. Guarantano's still not the guy, I don't believe. Eric Gray and uh, Ty Chandler, they did not do much. Uh, like I said, it was the uh, Palmer show. Um but the defense didn't really look that good. But the, I think the problem that Tennessee has, like I said, is still offense. But the offensive line, I believe, is 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 getting better, slowly getting there. Plus, they may get Cade Mays back. Um, they got Trey Smith, Brandon Kennedy, uh, Darnell Wright. They got guys up front that can play with the best of them. But the problem is the offense. Georgia's offense will not blow you away, but they do just enough to get the job done. They have the guys, they have the quarterback who's kind of a he's kind of a quarterback that just manages the game, keeps you in the game, makes enough plays to win the game. That's what I've gathered from Stetson Bennett rather. Um George Pickens, Zamir White, uh James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother, Kiaris Jackson is probably the best playmaker on Georgia's team, one of the most underrated guys in the country in my opinion, uh, Demetrius Robertson, Jermaine Burton making plays. Their offense has potential. The offensive line's good, but I don't think it's as good as normal. Um, I just think they got the guys to run the ball. They're three or four deep, Kendall Milton as well, and and uh, McIntosh. Um, they got the guys. Uh, Kirby Smart's a great recruiter. The defense is the best in the country, hands down. Not going to argue with anybody on that. Um they can stop the run. They got the DBs. They got the best safety in the country. Don't don't try to argue with me on that. Richard LeCount, uh, Tyson Campbell's probably, if not one of the best DBs in the country. Um, D-line, they got Nolan Smith and um, Oj- Ojalary, Aziz. Uh, they got the guys up front that can ball. Georgia-Alabama is going to be a game for the ages. I think we've seen some Georgia-Alabama games that were pretty good. Uh, the national championship, the one in the SEC championship, um, where uh, Jalen Hurts had to come in and save the day. But I believe this is going to be the best one. So 8 o'clock Saturday night on CBS. I would definitely tune into that game. Um, I believe this is the best. Alabama has the best offense, and Georgia has the best defense. So it's going to be a matchup you want to see. And I think what it boils down to for Alabama is how well their defense plays against that offense. Can they stop Georgia enough to win the ball game? I believe the thing for Georgia is 
offensively? Can they do enough? Can Stetson Bennett not manage the game, go out there, win the game, and play his best game yet? Because Alabama's going to come back and play better on defense. I mean, moving on to Alabama, Alabama just, I mean, you give up 600 yards to Ole Miss. It's terrible for Alabama, but Ole Miss is good on offense. Kenny Yaboa, Jerrion Ely, uh, Tony, Snoop Connor, Matt Corral is the most efficient quarterback in the country. I mean, the stats prove it. He has a number one in QBR rating, throwing right up there in yards with Mac Jones. Elijah Moore, he's got the guys on offense. Don't get me wrong, but that was terrible for Alabama. I don't expect Alabama to be that bad on defense again this season. Uh, I, I think Alabama, uh, their matchup with Georgia is a little better. I believe Ole Miss has better playmakers on offense. And see, that's what Ole Miss prides themselves on is offense because the defense is so bad. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, the matchup's definitely going to be uh, one you want to see. Alabama's offense cannot be stopped. Najee Harris is the best running back in college football up there with uh, Travis Etienne. Maybe Zamir White as well. So you'll see two of the top three backs in college football, uh, arguably so, coming this Saturday. Um, And then quarterback, Mac Jones, I believe, is up there with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but that's just me. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith are two of the best athletes, if not the best two wide receivers in college football. The offensive line is better than it's normally been. I just I just like the matchup. I, I like our matchup with Georgia better than I do Ole Miss now that I saw Ole Miss's team. I'm not saying Alabama will win by any means. It will be the hardest game Alabama plays all season, but I believe we match up better against Georgia than we do Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin knew our offense. He knows what we do. Well, not since not necessarily offense. He knows our defense. He lined up against it. Now, if Ole Miss would have had a defense, it would not have been pretty, guys. But uh, we'll just we'll just take the win and run with it. But uh, definitely going to be a game to watch. We'll see how uh, Alabama's defense bounces back this upcoming weekend. Moving on, Auburn, Arkansas. Got a chance to watch some of that. Uh, not going to get into the uh, all the analytics of the very end of the game. Um, but I will say this. I think Arkansas would have won the game and should have won the game. That's all I'm going to say. But Arkansas is better than most people think. Um, I think they're exceeding expectations thus far. Felipe Franks is doing better than he played at Florida. Um they they, they they got Smith in the backfield. I mean, they got a good team. Their defense is better than the offense, surprisingly. Arkansas's defense is normally terrible. And the defense has played just as well as the offense. Not to mention, the offense is still good, and they haven't even played Rakeem Boyd in two weeks. He was at home because he's hurt. So, I believe Arkansas is only going up from here. I believe Sam Pittman's the right guy for the job. Uh, Arkansas killed themselves, uh, punting in the back of the end zone, getting it blocked. There was there was some plays that Arkansas could have executed more on, and some drives they could have executed more efficiently. But uh, Auburn uh, Auburn just just did enough to get the job done. Uh, wet game, like I said, I mean that could have something to do with it. But I don't really think either team is uh, is uh, at the top of the league, in my opinion. Uh, Auburn's just doing enough to get by. They got South Carolina this week. Uh, that'll be a good matchup, and we'll uh, we won't see what Auburn's made of, but we'll see how they bounce back if they're if they're going to take it out on South Carolina. 
since people were like, hey, Auburn's getting lucky. They got lucky this past weekend. We'll see if they take it out on South Carolina or if they come out flat. Um, I think it's uh, Will Muschamp's uh, make-or-break year, even though COVID is here. Um, so he'll, he'll definitely pull out all the tricks in the bag to beat Auburn. Uh, Auburn's problem, in my opinion, they have one player on offense. They have one. I don't care what you say. I'm not an Auburn fan. I, I don't like Auburn. Don't get me wrong. But but their offense has one guy, and that's Tank Bigsby. Tank is the only guy on offense. Seth Williams is okay. DJ Williams is okay. Bo Nix is not good. I, that's, I mean, that's just my opinion. I think Tank Bigsby is one of the best backs in the league. If it wasn't for Tank, they would not have won the game against Arkansas. He just wouldn't go down. I mean, 200 all-purpose yards. Got to give credit where credit's to you, uh, Callaway native as well. Uh, proud of Tank for what he's doing, even though I'm not an Auburn fan. Uh, I still admire what he's, uh, how he's played thus far and what he's been doing. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see how they play against South Carolina this upcoming weekend. Um, Vandy, South Carolina, I'm not going discuss, to discuss that game because I don't believe too many people – care about Vandy, South Carolina, but in my opinion, I think Derek Mason's just dealt with what he has. I think Derek Mason's a great coach, great guy, players coach. I just don't think he has much talent. That's all I'll say on Vanderbilt, but moving over to um, Kentucky and Mississippi State, Mississippi State is not what we thought um, passing the ball through. I mean, when you throw the ball that many times, there's going to be picks. You're not going to be perfect. But he just KJ Costello threw four picks. I mean, that's not good, man. This is not the freaking Pac-12. Come on now. But Mississippi State definitely has to get better, and uh, I don't know if they'll really get any better this year. That's definitely two two losses they did not want to take to Kentucky and Arkansas, two teams in the bottom part of the league, in my opinion. Arkansas is on the rise, like I said, but Kentucky is not better than people thought they would be. Uh, Terry Wilson's average at best. Uh, they they got a decent offense. Their 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 defense is better than their offense. Uh, I believe it's on the rise. But uh, Kentucky's a program that's is staying about the same as normal. Not too not too uh, elite. Not too bad in my opinion. But uh, that's about all I have on the Kentucky um, Mississippi State game. Trying to think if I left anyone out. Um, I don't believe I did. But uh, overall, my takeaways in the SEC, which is all I'll preview today. Uh, I won't go into the ACC because I didn't, I didn't really get a much chance to watch the ACC. But my takes from the SEC is Florida's still overrated and uh, still not as good as Georgia. I believe Tennessee's still still not like people thought they would be. That. Uh, Made them out to be so great. I don't believe Tennessee's that good yet. Um, Alabama and Georgia are the two top teams in the uh, SEC. I believe Auburn is overhyped or was overhyped. Um, unless things change offensively, it's it's Auburn could lose about two or three more games at least. Um, South Carolina still bad. Vandy's bad. Missouri's on the rise. Um, not like not a dramatical rise, but uh, just enough to get some wins. I could see Missouri pulling off some upsets. 
But, uh, yeah, that's about uh, my overall takeaways. I believe Texas A&M is uh, average. Um, I just don't think Florida played very well and Texas A&M played their best game. Texas a and is not going to blow you away. They just have good games and they have bad games. Uh, Ole Miss is <coughs> – pardon me. Ole Miss is uh, definitely improving slowly. It's going to be a process, but I believe they can definitely do it. Lane Kiffin's the guy for the job. And, um, yeah, that's that's my takeaways from the college football this past weekend. Now, I will say Oklahoma beating Texas in four overtimes was something else. Sam Ellinger is overrated, overhyped in my opinion. Spencer Rattler could be the guy. You just have to give him time. He was a redshirt freshman. He's a redshirt freshman, pardon me. You just got to give them time. Kansas State shocking some people with what they're doing. Iowa State came off to a slow start against Louisiana Lafayette, but they're going to turn things around, no doubt. Um, Kansas State, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is playing pretty well. Um, uh, Oklahoma State uh, could be a team that could get in the playoffs just because they're undefeated and the only team that's really playing decent from the Big 12 um other than that I don't really have much to say uh who else who else who else who else um, I don't really think anybody else got beat uh uh Notre Dame beat Florida State I don't believe Notre Dame's as great as people make them out to be but I guess we'll see what they're made of when they play Clemson at home Virginia Tech's playing pretty well uh but 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 North Carolina got the best of Virginia Tech just by a little bit. But I think Virginia Tech give uh, Clemson a few problems. But uh, Clemson is a clear cut favorite to win the ACC. I believe Miami's still overrated. Clemson just has the offense. They have the guys. They got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Braden Galloway surprising a little uh, a good bit of people at tight end. Uh, the defense is always there. You know you got Venables and Sweeney. They're going to get the job done. Uh, Clemson will definitely, without a doubt, be back in the playoffs. Uh, playoff prediction right now: if I had to, pick, well, if I had to pick the top four teams in the country, it would be Georgia at one, Clemson at two, Alabama at three, and then four. As of right now, playing. Probably North Carolina, but over or, or or um yeah yeah I'd probably say North Carolina, but like when the season comes back, I believe it would be Cle- uh, Georgia, Clemson. We'll, but we'll see what Georgia Alabama says this weekend. So I don't really need to make too big of a prediction for uh for for the for the rankings. But uh yeah, uh that's my uh. That's my opinions on the college football uh, turmoil and turbulency this past weekend. Um, the NFL, Dak Prescott, hate it. Condolences go out to him. He's had a rough time. His brother died. His mom died. Just prayers go out to Dak Prescott. The man needs his money. He needs to go somewhere where the people love him for who he is because he's a great person, an even better player. They need to put some respect on Dak Prescott's name. I just believe that he could be better elsewhere. 
And uh, I, I just wish the best for him and a successful recovery. Uh, the Giants, my team, uh, screwed it up once again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say on the Giants. I, I believe the offense is all right. Daniel Jones is average. The offensive line's not very good. The receivers is what I'm talking about. It's pretty good. The running backs didn't play too bad. <clears throat> Should have won the game, but the defense messed up in the end. Um, Lorenzo Carter getting hurt early and getting carted off did not help our case uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Definitely going to have to make some improvements. But, uh, yeah, that game was pretty interesting. I'm glad we hung in there and competed. But I'm not one of those guys at the end of the day. All that matters is that W or L on the, on the, uh, on the schedule. Giants are now 0-5. We're going to move over to the Falcons. Uh, Falcons uh, fired Dan Quinn and uh, their general manager. Um, lost to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you got to win the division games uh, if you want to stay. He was on his last spring. Dan Quinn wasn't that great a coach, in my opinion, to begin with. I just believe, like uh, me and my friend Dijon, uh, we were talking about it. Uh, they just have the talent. They just had the talent the year they went to the Super Bowl. That's pretty much all it was. Um, uh, but uh, definitely, a, definitely a change in leadership would uh, would spark the Falcons organization, in my opinion. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, Urban Meyer, um, Lincoln Riley. Um, let me think. Let me think. Lane Kiffin. Guys like that, or, or, or several of the candidates, I believe, could uh, compete for the job. Uh, you definitely want a guy that can kind of help the defense, but you want an offensive-minded guy because at the end of the day, that's what the Falcons pride themselves on is the offense. Uh, they need some improvement on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, I, I believe it was the right thing to do for the Falcons. And uh, I'd have to say uh, Gator Kincaid and uh, – and, uh, my friend Dijon Darden, uh, I, I'll say they agree with that uh, aspect and uh, uh, definitely expect some improvements from the Falcons. I don't know if it'll be this year or next, but uh, it'll be soon. Uh, Matt Ryan, who knows what's going to happen with Matt Ryan or Julio Jones. He's been hurt a lot. Just just injury plague for the Falcons. I mean, they could still win with the guys they got, but l- let those guys that they have um, – Ricardo Allen, DeMonte KZ, Keanu Neal. Let, let them guys get healthy before we really judge the Falcons. Let them get a new head coach, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, speaking on the Saints, uh, last night, boy, with the Saints something. I didn't really get a chance to watch it because I was watching the Braves and Dodgers in its entirety. But uh, come on, Saints. that Nation, come on. Pull you guys through. I mean, Drew Brees is—is he really—is he really that bad now? Like, can he not throw the ball down the field? Can he not move around at all? Alvin Kamara didn't do anything last night. Manuel Sanders did all right. Drew Brees pulled him back through the end. I admire Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. He's still a top ten, top five or six, seven quarterback in the league just because of who he is and his accomplishments. But they got to be better on the defensive side of the ball if they want to win. Uh, you can't let Justin Herbert, a rookie, do that to you, uh, throw him for 300-plus yards, four touchdowns. Justin Herbert's great, 
in my opinion, as far as a rookie quarterback. And I believe the Chargers are pending in the right direction, but they're injury-plagued as well. Derwin James, Brian Bulaga, Austin Eckler's on the IR. They got some guys hurt. You, If you're the Saints, that's not a good sign. But uh, we'll definitely see where they're headed. They also had Michael Thomas available, but he got in a, into an altercation with a teammate and got him suspended for uh, team activities. Um, but, uh, I mean, you, you just got to be smart if you're the Saints. You got to turn things around. Eagle, Eagles and um, Pittsburgh was an interesting game. I still believe Jalen Hurts should be the quarterback in Philly. I don't believe Carson Wentz is going to get them anywhere. Uh, he really didn't get them to the Super He kind of got them to the Super Bowl when they played against uh, uh, Patriots, but uh, Nick Foles did the did the dirty work in the end. Um, I believe Pittsburgh's a top three or four team in the league. I believe they got the guys. I believe if Big Ben stays like he is, they'll be uh, just fine in that division and compete with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has to step up for the Ravens. I think he had a good game the other day against the Bengals, if I'm not wrong. Uh, that defense is something else. Definitely going to carry them uh, throughout the season. Um, talking about a few other teams, talking about the Seahawks and Vikings. Uh, Seahawks played terrible the first half, came out the second half. Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson. We all know he's capable of uh, the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, getting D.K. Metcalf involved, uh, Chris Carson, um, Tyler Lockett, getting guys like that involved, and the defense is playing well, pretty well, well enough to win. Um, need need to stop the run a little better. Uh Dalvin Cook ran for 70 yards in the first half and then got hurt, I believe, and then Alexander Madison ran for 112 yards. I mean, that's that's not that's not that great for the uh for the Seahawks D, but uh definitely something they'll improve on. Pete Carroll will have those guys right. Um tonight, uh I don't know if it's played yet, but it's about to be played. Uh the Bills and the Titans, uh the Titans coming back from uh, all the COVID um COVID aftermath. Um, we'll definitely see what the Titans have in store tonight against the Bills. The Bills are up and rising team, and so are the Titans. Uh, definitely an interesting matchup. Um, uh, Derrick Henry versus that Bills defense will be interesting to watch. Uh, how Ryan Tannehill faces uh, a good defense, and uh, John Brown being out for the Bills uh, going to have to get guys like uh, Stephon Diggs and. Uh, Devin Singletary and other guys more involved on the offense, along with Josh Allen. Uh, he's playing well. Just going to have to get more guys involved on the offense if they want to uh, beat the Titans tonight. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah, guys, that's uh, about all I got. And uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, I pray that you continue to support me. Um, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, particular things you guys would like to request on the next podcast, uh, feel free to let me know. Uh, you can text me on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Facebook. Brody Smoot is my Facebook. Uh, you can look up my name and everything will pop up. Um, Smoot Scoop, out. See y'all.